Blog Talk Radio. that 
it costs more to hire a new employee than it is to retain one, right? So going off that, it's important to take care of your employees and treat them well so they're going to want to stay with their company where they like coming to work and they like working there. They like the people that are around them. They like showing up as their best selves, yada, yada, things like that. And so I like to think of your employees as like your first customer where you would treat them like you would your regular customers. And so your employees will want to stay with your company for the long term. So basically what we do is we help you design different programs that can recognize your employees, appreciate them, and different things like that. So um, I believe it was, um, I'm trying to think of the quote that I had in my head. I'll get back to it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I can't think of it right now. But um, basically, your employees, like everybody in general, likes to be appreciated. And so if you think of it like, you know, you like to be appreciated, you should think of your employees, they like to be appreciated as well. And so if they're appreciated, they're going to be more motivated to do a better job. And there's different studies that have been performed that basically say that employees are more productive when they're appreciated. And I think it's like about their sale, like salespeople when they're appreciated, like 37% more sales, or they produce 37% more sales and they end up taking less sick days than unhappy employees. And I think that I'm trying to think of the, the data right now, um, but studies, I believe that happy employees also outperform the competition by 20%. So it's basically when employees like where, what they do and where they work, it doesn't seem like work to them. So they're more likely to be better performers. Awesome. That is very true. Happy employees are more productive than those that are unhappy. And I think that when we're looking at the recruiting aspect, you really want to be truthful with your candidates. You want to let them know exactly um, what it is that they're applying for. You know, what kind of culture are they walking into? What is not only the current um, environment that the, the business or organization may be in, but also what is the vision for that company? And so if we're looking along that from a branding standpoint, what can you do to assist them with that, that branding process and portraying what their mission and their vision and their goals are for their company. I actually think it's great that you brought up culture because I think that culture is basically the one thing that businesses help onboard their employees because I think, you know, you always start with onboarding and you need to know what your culture is first. So once you have your culture down pat, the onboarding is the first step to familiarize your employees with their culture. So first impressions are everything. So when someone comes on the job, the first days or even weeks that they're working with their company is a great opportunity to make a first impression and give new hires a chance to experience your company and get them acclimated into your culture and, you know, let them know what their job is going to be like moving forward. And traditional onboarding typically looks like a lot of paperwork. Um, and most employees are overwhelmed by that. And so, you know, they're thinking like, oh, I'm doing more paperwork than my actual job. And one of my favorite quotes from Jack Daly, he says, why don't you throw a party but when people start instead of when they leave? So what we do to help people is instead of like doing all the paperwork up front, uh, we say, why not have them complete it over time and learn to celebrate, not learn, but celebrate your employees instead. And, you know, using 
you know, back to culture, use their first days with you to introduce and welcome the employees into your culture, make them feel comfortable about learning what it means to be part of your team. So when we work with companies, we help them come up with these fun ideas to help create a great experience for their new hires. You know, we believe that proper onboarding makes new employees feel welcome and integrates them more quickly into your culture that way. So it's more of the experience that your employees have. And so aside of coming up with a strategy for the experience, we also help come up with different gifting ideas that you can do, like it's like a welcome gift. So sometimes it looks like a company branded box full of company swag that your employees can, you know, tote around and show off that they work for your company. Sometimes it even looks like sending a welcome package to their home on the first day of their job that will arrive like right when they get home to, you know, show that you appreciate them choosing to work for your company. You know, maybe even you send something to their spouse to get the entire family involved and excited about the new job and, you know, the new company. So that's the onboarding part that we help with. Awesome. And I can recall doing that as you're talking about that, doing that when I worked at various financial institutions for those that we were onboarding or had recruited and they came over, you know, that is what we did. We sent them a bag of swag. Um, there to not just them, but also to their family. Because when you do take a job someplace, it's not just you taking that job. It's really your whole household um, because, exactly. you know, it's, it's your living. It's the way you, you bring income into that household. And so it's, it's acknowledging that we're paying, a, we're a part of your life now. And so it's you have your work family and you have your home family. And so both of them have to really acknowledge each other. And I think by being an employer taking that extra step and doing that and letting them know, you know, I'm, I'm reinforcing my commitment to you um, there to our relationship and also instilling in them a work-life balance. I know that you have these two obligations, an obligation to me as your employer, but also you have an obligation to your family. So I think that's a very good way in order to establish that ongoing process as well as establish that relationship and build a good foundation. It also shows that you um, appreciate and acknowledge the fact that they do have a life outside of work as well. Like you're, their, their life is not just working for you. And, um, you know, I've even heard of some companies that, they book like a spa vacation the weekend before like the employee like starts their job and they can take their spouse or significant other, whoever they want um, to go on this, like not whoever, just like one other person. But, you know, if, you know, they were working with our company and they decided to send like their employees on this vacation, you could send the welcome gift there, um, plan some extra activities that, you know, they can have throughout the weekend just to get them, you know, relaxed and ready and prepared to start their first week at your company and things like that. It is, and, and that everyone knows, whoever, you know, if you've ever worked on a job, that first day is probably the most nerve-wracking day possible. Um, I know that we did a, a podcast earlier talking about that first day, and that first day should not be something where they're filling out paperwork. Um, that's not the message that you want to send to them. You, they should actually be performing the job that you've hired them to do, but also, you know, along the lines of, of employee appreciation, you should be prepared for them during that ongoing process. 
you know, you should make sure they have a computer that, you, you know, it looks like everyone is expecting them to join your team. Make certain that you let others know that they're coming into your organization and what role that they're going to play so that you're not walking them through and everybody's looking at them like, who is this person? Right. You know, well, yeah, they're, 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 like they're sitting in the lobby looking around confused and everyone's like, exactly. do we need to exactly. help them? Are they a customer? <laughs> exactly. Is this a customer coming in? No, we don't want that. We want everyone to be expecting them, expecting their arrival and, and expecting their skill set. You know, explain how their skill set is going to add value to the company or to a department. You know, because it, it is an added addition. That's why you chose them. You chose them based on their skill set. And so mm-hmm. be open to let the other team members know that this person is added value and going to bring in more value to our company. And so don't be afraid to, to do that. Now, to move mm-hmm. on from onboarding, how do we do that very same thing with existing employees? Well, with existing employees, so my company, we help with different internal promotions and programs. And I remember the quote now. So the father of American psychology, um, who is William James, he said the deepest principle of human nature is the craving to be appreciated. So you don't just appreciate your new hires, you also appreciate your current employees. There's three different types of programs that we can help integrate into your company. So... There was a McKinsey report that found that a $1,000 payment bonus on their paycheck or whatever gift card was 10 times more effective at motivating and engaging their employees when it was given through a recognition program opposed to being added to their base pay, like I said. So when you're giving away your recognition or appreciation gift, sometimes or well, the, the recognition and appreciation gifts are actually more received than cash. So you know, that's where the internal programs come in to help you motivate, engage, or inspire. You want to reward employees, depending on your company goals and what you're trying to look for. You know, we have recognition programs, incentive programs, and wellness. And under recognition, you can do recognize employees for years of service. Sometimes company or employees are working for your company for 30 plus years, 10 years, like different milestones, like being recognized that we appreciate that you've actually stayed with us for this long, especially when job turnover rates are starting to increase over time. There's also peer-to-peer recognition programs that allow your entire organization to recognize everyone at different levels um, or all levels, which is pretty empowering because everyone can recognize anyone. And so it's like he or she did a good job, so they get this type of recognition. You can also do spot recognition programs those focus on rewarding individuals um, who display the right behaviors or achieve the right goals. So it could be like a safety program, like X amount of days being safe on the job, or you can reward a team for their performance on a project that they're working on. Uh, So like you could base a reward program off of a team that achieved their quarterly goals. And then, um, You know, I've also worked with recognition programs that add a layer of social media to it so that the recognition program allows the employees to share their accomplishments and their recognition with their families and friends, which is also good for your business because it builds on your brand's perception through how you treat your employees and how you're appreciating them. So that's recognition. 
And one thing I want to point out about the recognition programs that you just discussed was the fact that these are not costs that add to your fixed cost like wages does. Wages add to your fixed cost, which is ongoing, whereas all of the recognition programs that you just discussed, those are variable costs. So you're able to budget yourself accordingly to, you know, whatever may be going on within your business. It's something that you can control. And so I want to point mm -hmm. that out um, to make certain that businesses understand, regardless of your size or your industry, um, you can put something like this in place. It's, it's easy enough for you to do. And I think that's where I would like to, to go to next is how would they put a, an employee recognition program into place? What's, how would they start? Well, I always recommend doing an organizational assessment to take a temperature of your employees and how they currently feel about your company and do they understand the culture? Do they understand your purpose? Do they understand what, what is the level of understanding they have of your company on one level? And then also, how do they feel about working for your company? Um, every employee is different. Every employee values something different because they're individuals, right? So they, some employees want a day off. Some people want to work from home. Some people want that. That was our bonus. Some people want a new gift. So take doing an organizational assessment to find out um, how your employees feel. You can take that data and then decide where to go from there based off of like, what does your organization need from that. And so with that, and I think we, we talked about making the employees brand ambassadors previously. And so how, I guess, tying in um, an employee becoming a brand ambassador along with promotion, which really go hand in hand, would you say? They go. Okay. And so if we're going to take a look at, you know, establishing programs like that, um, looking at your core values and your vision and your mission and your goals and your current employee base, being able to, is, is there a certain time of the year that they would do that or is it all year long? How would that work? Um, well, it depends on the program. So um, the other programs that we didn't talk about yet, um, there's the incentive programs and wellness programs. You know, incentive program, I guess, it depends on the program you're doing. So, like, let's take the spot recognition. Depending on an individual's goals, is your employee trying to achieve a certain goal for the quarter, the week, the month? It depends on your processes, and it depends on, you know, I guess it's situational. You know, so um, wellness programs are typically for, like, six months to a year because that's trying to gauge, like, how well employees are meeting their fitness and health and wellness goals. The peer-to-peer -peer can just be an ongoing thing because, you know, not everybody's going to just, you can't say, oh, recognize this, per like someone doing something good in the next three months. And, you know, so that one will be more ongoing. You know, if you did like a continuous improvement where um, individuals would make suggestions or ideas to improve your company, like if they came up with an idea that would save money or reduce costs, that would be more of a continuous improvement program that would like go on throughout the year because, you know, when sometimes employees notice something, you know, if you had a program for six months and then month eight, some employee notices like, hey, maybe we should cut down on our paper usage. 
we can't say like, oh, we're not doing that program anymore. That's actually still beneficial to your company. So it's good to just keep those going. Awesome. So now what other recommendations would you make for a company? I think incentive programs are good because um, those promote team building. Um, you can make those more goal-oriented to, you know, increase your sales or, you know, try, like I said, cut down paper usage. Um, those are different ones I've worked on. Um, kind of like just depending on different goals that you want. You know, wellness programs are great because those also help um, not only help your employees become healthier overall, but can help reduce your insurance premiums because your employees are just healthier. And um, I don't know, I guess it just depends. Like usually we just have a conversation with the company and it depends on like what their needs are. And then like I said, if they need to do that organizational assessment, we do that so we have more data to find out what's the best fit for their company and their culture and things like that. Okay, all right. So how do, if a company wanted to contact you, I know you mentioned that you would do a needs assessment. What comes after that needs assessment? One, and then number two, how do they get in contact with you? How do they locate you and get in contact with you? And how does the whole process go? So we would do an organizational assessment and we would find out what are. And then once we have the data, we can bring the data back and go over what the data says. Like basically, you know, give a report, read the report, and then give suggestions on action plans moving forward. And then um, we put together like what that would look like. And then once it's implemented, or then it starts implementing. And then, you know, we keep, you know, we have our KPIs to track and different measurements and metrics to find out where we are. And we set different, you know, timeframes. So like if it's a year program, we'll set like, you know, quarterly goals and see if we're meeting our quarterly goals and kind of like measure the results to see if it's working and what's not, if we need to adjust. And then um, at the end, you know, we just go over everything and see how everything's doing. So who participates, do you, in that needs assessment, do employees participate? Is it all management? Talk about that needs assessment. Yeah, so organizational assessment is just a survey that you send out to your employees. You know, depending on the amount of employees you have, sometimes it's just a sample size of employees. Sometimes you can do the whole office. Um, it's all confidential. You don't say, oh, this person has said this. <laughs> Basically, you know, kind of just gauge where employees are at and taking the temperature of how, how they're feeling about working for you. Sure, sure. So what else do you think that is pertinent for the audience to know um, when starting um, an employee appreciation program? Um, I think that it's pertinent to know that um, when we were talking about costs before, you know, it does affect your bottom line because it, the cost of the program and implementing it might seem like a lot, but in retrospect, when you look over the entire picture of it, you're happy employees staying with you is actually a lot more cost effective than having to hire a new employee somewhere down the line. Um, I think, the, I know that the numbers are growing all the time. And I feel like the most recent statistic that I read is like, it's over like double the salary of the current employee. And then you have to also think of the cost of training and rehiring and re-onboarding and different costs that are with that. So there's not like an actual number, but 
just think about like you have to replace an entire person and then think of there's the adjustment period for the new employee to learn how to do their job and you know the education that it takes the time that it takes you know there's all these different factors that go into that so you know when you keep the employees around you keep them happy and they, you want them to stay with you and they want to stay with you then it affects your your revenues it affects your bottom line you know, it's just cheaper overall to keep an employee with you and happy. It does. And and one of the other things, it, when you're talking about keeping that new hire or keeping your turnover low, it does affect your bottom line, as you had started to state, because um, recruiting costs, um, whether you get an outside recruiter, you have to pay that outside recruiter, or if you use your internal staff to actually recruit, though that's time that you're taking away from their normal job or a function in order to do that recruiting. And so there are definite costs that it costs you to, you know, replace um, another worker. So it does add to your advantage um, to try and keep your workforce as well as maintain the talent that you have and, and utilize the various appreciation programs in order to I guess, enhance your employee value proposition. Um, one of the wonderful things that I try to tell business owners is to continue to look for ways to keep the engagement high. And I think when you look at appreciation and programs, you can utilize that to keep engagement high from either holding contests or just having a fun day. They're obviously there are sporting events all year long or various other events of any type that you can get employees involved and have some type of an employee appreciation, be it a picnic, be it something, something that you have the opportunity to show your brand and do your branding. And I think that's where I really want to kind of get to with the next 28 minutes that we still have to go is talk about branding, the importance of branding in uh, employee appreciation? The importance of branding is it's kind of like part of your culture. Like culture and branding are basically two sides of the same coin, right? You know, you're talking about family picnics, or sorry, <laughs> employee uh, pick, like appreciation can bring their families. And so it's not like back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like not just about appreciating the employees. It's like appreciating the families as well. And when your brand is everywhere, and it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a reminder, like, this is our company, this is our culture, this is what we represent, this is who we are. And when you see that branding, that's kind of how you feel. And, you know, when you're bringing, like, the family along and the company picnic and the family is like, oh, this is where you work, these are the people that you work with, your family might not be as aware of the brand of the company that you work for because you're the one that lives in it every day they don't they just you know sometimes they hear stories after you get home from work so it's nice to have like maybe some branded items at the picnic to give away so that not only the employees will have them but their family will have them and they'll remember oh you know what my so-and-so you know my spouse had like such a great company that they're working for and they gave me this awesome t-shirt and I like wearing it because I support where my spouse Awesome. And it is. And it should make management feel very happy if you have the employee and their family in your T-shirt in an environment that you approve of. I'll put that disclaimer. 
on there that they're, you know, wearing, you know, your brand and expressing your brand in places you want people to know your name and know what it is that you do because, yes, they do become, you know, a, a brand ambassador because they're your free advertisement. And right. it, it allows them to show, you know, your core values. It allows them to show your mission, your vision, your goals. And the obvious, advertisement. It's free advertisement. And so having mm-hmm. someone, we look at, you know, and, and I don't know if everyone really take, puts that much value in it, but if a person is willing to put something on and actually wear it, that means it means something to them. It has a special mm-hmm. meaning. And so to know that not just the employee but their friends and their family is willing to wear apparel that has your company logo or your company name on that, it says they value it. They respect it. And so I right. think that, you know, should be something that we have to, you know, take a look at and, and to realize is not all the time about giving those things away to our clients or our or prospects. Yes, those things are important too, but it's also making certain that our employees have those items too as well, that they're able to share those items in your brand because you can also obtain new prospects through them too as well, as well as you know, maintain current ones because everyone knows someone that may need your product and or your service. And so, you know, keeping that in mind, um, you know, it's, it's important that we have people like you to, to help us um, with our branding and help us with our promotions and that we always have something. Right. And then and, let's say that like at that company picnic, you even gave away a Frisbee and um, your employees' children were there and they're playing Frisbee with their neighborhood friends and, you know, goes into a neighbor's backyard and then the neighbor sees your branding and says, oh, you know what, I needed HR services or whatever. And so there's advertising that gets passed along as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think can you talk about budget size? What kind of budget do should they have if they're looking at, you know, a picnic or they're looking at, you know, are, are you able to match whatever their budget is or stay within whatever their budget they give you? Or how do you guys work that out? Yeah, we have, like, with our programs and the different gifts that we offer, um, we can work within budgets. We have a wide variety of different, not just products, but, like, services and products that would fit basically any budget as long like and it also depends on like I guess there's like a lot of different cost factors so it depends on how many employees how long the program's going to be what your budget is individually on like how much you're willing to spend on or how much your budget would allow you to spend for gifts for your employees so I can't give you like an exact number um but like I said it's also situational and we could definitely work with any budget awesome and so, and, and with that, I mean, right now I'm looking at some things that you have actually had to have done for us, the little side clips that we can put onto the computers or the little covers that we put on our cameras now that we so, so need them. How much, I guess, consideration should be given to the actual promotional items that we do select? How important is that to line that up with your brand or your messaging? It's extremely important because 
it, you know, your promotional items are your advertisements and they're also representations of your brand. So just, you know, coming up with whatever off the top of your head might not actually fit. So what we do is we take into consideration your audience, your culture, your business, your goals, the purpose of what you're trying to use the products with and mainly your audience because your audience is the one that's going to be holding on to it. And that's like the goal there is your audience to hold on to the item. So you want it to be something that's useful and used because if it's useful and used, then, you know, your advertising message is going to get more impressions. And hopefully if they're holding on to it at the point where they need your services the most, they'll have your information in front of them. So like right now with like digital marketing and things like that, which is also important, the reach can be, you know, you can reach a lot of people with your digital ads, but how many people can actually recall the ad that they saw? Most people are blindly scrolling through and if they see an ad, they're more than likely, you know, they want to ignore it. But like a promotional item is something that people like to receive. They'll thank you for giving it to them. And they don't have to pay attention to your advertisement the second that they receive it. When you receive a gift that people are more than likely going to remember who gave it, like I would say, oh, Felicia gave me this, you know, without even looking at your advertisement on whatever it is that you gave me. But then maybe one day you'll say, you know what, Felicia gave me that memo clip and I'm going to go find her information because I need what she does. So it's all about the recall. And that's where promotional items are strong is that they will actually recall your message because it's a tangible item that people like to receive. Awesome. That is so true. That is so very true. And so how, you know, we, we think about, obviously, if, if we were going to some type of expo or something like that, we prepare for, you know, our, our current clients and prospects and doing all of our sales and things like that. How should should business owners also prepare in that same fashion or mode for employees as well as new hires on an ongoing basis, or is it something that's just a one-timer, like an expo would be? What is your recommendation with that? I think, like, what's my recommendation between helping an employee versus a trade show, where a trade show is a one-time thing and employees are a one-time thing? Yeah, should employees be a one-time thing, or should that be an ongoing thing? Oh, I think for sure it should be an ongoing thing. Um, you employees don't want to feel appreciated one day or one week or one year. And then the next year they're like, wait a second, what happened here? I don't like working. <laughs> they're like, feel discouraged. Like, okay, they were doing really good and making me feel good about working here, but now I don't know what I think. So I don't, I definitely think something with employees should be ongoing. You know, trade shows, obviously those like one time or whenever you're going, whatever, however many times you go to a trade show per year. Right. Okay. And so if we take a look at the employee base and it's something that's ongoing, should um, employers be monitoring the, I guess, their employee engagement and how can they do that in, you know, having some type of program in place, some type of appreciation program in place? So, not just an, you know, yes, anniversary is something to be happy for, but what if this is not a great employee and that they've just been putting up with them? How can they use a promotional item or some type of, of 
um, celebration to kind of turn that relationship around? I kind of feel like that's somewhere where once an employee makes up their mind and they already decided that they're not happy with the company, I'm not necessarily sure that a promotional item or any program would be able to change their mind. But then again, if you go back to the organizational assessment, maybe you can look at the individual responses. Um, even though I said it's confidential, um, it can be confidential from the company and, you know, you know, maybe we can look at what that employee values. Because like I said, maybe if they had some sort of program where they were just giving time off to a whole bunch of people, maybe that one person doesn't want a lot of time off. Maybe they actually want to be at work. Maybe they like being there and they're just, you know, discouraged because they want to come into work and hang out with the employees and do their job and actually work because that's what they value. They value working. They value doing a good job for their employer. It's just all about gauging how that certain person feels. And it also suggests like having a conversation with that employee, you know, like this is not really <laughs> my area of expertise, but maybe having like an, a conversation with the employee to say like, you know, I noticed that, you know, you don't see, seem as engaged. Like, is there anything, you know, that's bothering you? You know, is there something that's wrong? Is something going on? Having a conversation, I guess would be the best answer. Yeah, I mean, and, and also just an FYI on there, they can maybe you, you know, if you've allowed them to stay around for this long, and if you can use this time to kind of hit the reset button. Um, hit the reset button on the relationship and try to reestablish a, a working relationship that works for everyone. So. If you know that that person do not mind a big to-do or something like that, maybe go ahead and present them with an award publicly along with a lunch or something. Or if there is conflict there between a supervisor and a manager, maybe the manager takes this opportunity to take that person out to lunch and present them with the promotional item or the appreciation item there for them. So just kind of hit the reset button. Um, so that that way, you know, they can tell whether or not this person wants to remain a part of the team because no one can force anyone to be a part of the team. If you don't want to be a part of the team, you don't want to be a part of the team. No promotional item or appreciation program is going to change that. But if they really mm -hmm. do want to be a part of it, because if they're staying there, they're staying there for some reason. And so... Right. If they are staying there, you know, because they do want the relationship to work, then maybe this is a good time to hit that reset button and use, you know, an appreciation program or some type of promotional item um, and actually give it to them, you know, because who does not like getting gifts, okay? You can very much change the atmosphere or tone that a person may have simply by giving them a gift or appreciating them. And so I think that that's something in and of itself that we really want um, to make sure that we don't overlook at any point in time because that mm. is just, you know, it, it's a huge opportunity for any company to not just let pass by them. Right, yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, you reminded me of actually a company that we did work with. This is like kind of similar but different because it was kind of when the economy was kind of going down and the um, company 
the management was pushing them to consider layoffs and salary freezes, and they didn't want to bring down the morale and productivity of their, you know, office. And so that was a good time to introduce a recognition and rewards program. So the company, they created um, a program that clearly defines the organization's core values and their mission, their purpose and things like that. And they decided to increase the employee and manager engagement. That's kind of like when you said to take them out to lunch, that's kind of what. So sometimes employees don't engage with their managers. So increasing that might help, you know, get to like my managers recognizing me, things like that, you know, and then they, they ended up achieving like high recognition rates for employee participation and different things that they do. And it increased the number of perfect production days um, for them. So there was what we did, uh, we had like an online platform and that was basically like the most effective tool that we could use to simplify recognition, um, notification, reward tracking, reporting. And then we developed a full color booklet that was distributed to promote the corporate values and their vision to get people to say, okay, yeah, this is what the company is about. And then basically what happened is they wanted to promote their superior quality of work, exceptional teamwork. I think it was their innovative ideas and their commitment to provide a safe work environment. So utilizing the tools, we had like on the spot recognition cards. So like gift cards, whereas like if somebody did something great, but they're not a monetary value gift card, they had like a code on the back that um, the employee could use the gift card to redeem and the company set a budget. And so the website platform had on there and the employee could just go on and pick whatever product they want. So sometimes it's not about you picking the product for them. Sometimes people appreciate it when you let them choose for their own. Very, very true. Very true. And actually you brought up a very good idea. It is a nice, even having a program that maybe it's not about the managers picking who the awardee would be, but maybe sometimes having a program where the employees actually elect someone or select someone that they feel is doing a very good job. And maybe that's something that you could start on a once a month basis. You know, every month there's mm-hmm. an employee of the month and let the employees actually vote who that person would be. I say um, just from this program alone, um, I know that I remember that the organization had a 70% reduction in their safety incidents just from increasing the morale because 88% of their employees ended up being engaged in this program. So they were more conscious and more safety aware and, you know, just a good program overall for the company. Awesome. And then um, also in addition, I remember another, now I'm thinking of all. <laughs> so another one is we have a vendor that can actually bake and then package and ship cookies or snacks. It's like in a little tube that can be customized, like happy birthday, Felicia, sent over to your house, sent to the office, or sometimes it's sent to like the HR department and the HR will get presented to the employee on their birthday or on their anniversary, or it's kind of like thinking of different little touch points that you can do. So, Uh you know, if you want to celebrate an employee's birthday, then maybe send something to them just on their day. Um, Maybe, you can, you know, like you said, throw an office party, little plaque with their name on it saying, oh, they celebrated another birthday at our company. 
Right. Do you like and birthday milestones? Just, two birthdays celebrated I, here. You're two years old now. <laughs> right. And that's that is that's a whole nother idea too as well. I mean, and a lot of places will, you know, celebrate birthdays and anniversaries or things like that. And the anniversaries, you know, not just work anniversaries, but if there's a milestone that's taking place in their personal life, if, you know, maybe send them and their spouse or significant other or something out to dinner or something, because that, that helps you, you know, maintain that work-life balance, but also help them to understand that you recognize they also have a life outside of there that you care about. Right. And I think that spouses appreciate that too, because sometimes, you know, um, employees are working late and maybe they don't get a chance to spend time with their spouse or their kids. You know, maybe they're working weekends. Maybe they have different, like, hours that are different than the nine to five. So it is nice to do something special like that to show the family, like, hey, we're not trying to keep them all to ourselves. Like, you can have them too. Right. Awesome. Okay. So we have about a little under six minutes left. What other advice would you give uh, to businesses? I don't know. We're all about happy employees and we believe that every employee deserves to be happy where they work because that is basically where they spend most of their time every day and every week. We talked about work family and then home family. It seems sometimes that like the work family spends more time with the actual family. So trying to find out what makes your employees happy, which more or less looks like appreciation, giving them gifts, um, celebrating them, recognizing them for a job well done, things like that, a happy employee, and it helps your culture too. And it helps build on your culture. It helps your company thrive. So I just say like the main thing is just happy employees make a happier company culture. It does. And it also makes them more productive. You know, the more productive your, your employees are, obviously that translates into revenue. Being able to recognize that a happy employee will attract you know, more prospects, as well as a happy employee will get your goods or service out there to market to your current employee base, your current customer base, I should say, and allow that current customer base to, you know, love your product and love your service because they can see the effort and the quality of your product or your service that your employees are actually delivering. And so, yeah, right. we all want, definitely want happy employees. So now. Right. And then also, to your point, think about the, the conversations that your employees are having when they're not at work. Are they promoting your company just by saying, I love where I work, it's a great atmosphere, they do this, 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 or are they talking about the other stuff that they don't like about your business? Right. Correct. And so now, um, with the four minutes or so that we have left, if someone, again, if someone wanted to get in contact with you or take a look at some of the things that you have, how, how would they go about doing that? Um, well, they can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and we're also on Twitter. Um, our website is antinapromo.com. That is A-N-T-I-N-A promo.com. Or um, you can always email us at hello at antinapromo.com. That's how you can find us. Awesome. Now, do you have a catalog that they can download on your website or something like that? Um, no, we prefer not to work off of catalogs because everything we do is custom, so we take more of a consultative approach. 
opposed okay. to a catalog approach. We do have some products that you can browse through on our website. You can even upload your own logo to the product. That's just your preference. Um, we prefer to talk to our customers to find out what they're trying to do with the products to make sure that they're using them to get the maximum benefit and return on their investment. Okay. And so now, if someone was going through a rebranding process, do you work with their marketing people in order to accomplish that? Yes, we do. Yeah, we believe that, um, you know, even with your promotional items, you need to have a consistent brand. And we're all about branding, and branding is super important, especially when you're trying to promote your company. You want it to be consistent. So we definitely do work with marketing departments. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. And we are, be sure to um, look, go to LinkedIn. Again, give us your LinkedIn profile page number or information. Yeah, so you can find me at Christina Concord or our company is Antina Promotions on LinkedIn if you use the search feature. Awesome. And so be sure to connect with Christina on there and get a whole bunch of more information from her. I am certain that you will not be disappointed. Again, join us next week for another episode of Everything HR Owner to Owner podcast. My name is Felicia Harris, and you can always reach us at support at everything HR, F as in financial, S as in Sam.net. And feel free to go to our website, too, at www.everythinghr.net. That is www.everythinghr.net. And you can also link with us on LinkedIn, too, as well, on, at everythinghr1 on LinkedIn. And connect with myself on LinkedIn at Felicia G. Harris. And that uh, we will be more than happy to provide you with any other information that you have. And so thank you very much for joining us again, and we look forward to your participation on next week.